Well, this morning I want to talk to you about uh, prayer and the importance of prayer and the fact that God is calling us to pray and to continue to pray. I'd like to start by reading the scripture, James 5, 13 to 18, that talks about prayer. There's all kinds of scriptures that talk about prayer, but I'm just going to go through some of them and just to uh, hopefully encourage you that you will pray, that you will call upon the Lord because God is still doing good things and God is wanting to do even greater things, but he's calling us as his people to respond in prayer. So James 5, 13 to 18, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Lord, we just thank you for your blessing and your word. We thank you for your presence that is in this place. And we just welcome more of you, Jesus, more of you, Jesus. We just pray, Jesus, we give you permission, Lord, to move in this place, to speak to hearts, speak to lives. And Lord, even through this message here today, that you would speak to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, I just want to share with you about the truth that God's still calling us to pray, that we're still to, you know, put that effort into praying for one another, praying for ourselves, praying for our community, praying for our region. Prayer is still the best answer and is still the best response that we as believers can do. Now, I realize that we get weary of praying. We can get disappointed uh, with delays or unanswered prayer. I know we can feel that sometimes our prayers are becoming ineffective and uh, we can kind of get discouraged to the point where we convince ourselves that, you know, there's just no point in praying anymore because nothing happens. And for some of you here today, that maybe that might be describing how you're feeling right now, that as you pray that nothing seems to happen, you're not seeing any changes taking place, and prayer has kind of become a low priority uh, in your life. It's not what it used to be in your life, and maybe you're getting too quick to dismiss the usefulness and the power of your prayers. I, I guess a good question to ask yourself, do our prayers matter? Are they effective? Should we keep on praying when they seem to go unanswered? Well, I'm sure you know the answer that, well, of course, yes, we are still to pray. Yes, we're to keep on praying. And I believe that God has given us a fresh call today to respond to that, that we might pray. Your prayers matter. They really do. And I don't care if you're somebody that just started to pray or someone that's prayed all your life. Your prayers matter. It was interesting on our holidays where we were reminded uh, of the importance of this and about prayers and that we need to keep praying. Uh, as we were driving across Canada 
to Nova Scotia. It's a long drive. In case you don't know, it's about 5,000 kilometers of driving uh, to get to where my mom lives. And we went to a few other places as well. So we probably did about 11,000 or a bit more of traveling across Canada. And, you know, there was no animals on the road. Uh, there was no accidents that were happening. Uh, we did encounter some bad weather and torrential rains that lasted some days for two days. That, that's all you drove. We, I had to replace my wipers when we got to Nova Scotia because I wore them out uh, going across Canada. Like it was really raining hard. And yet no washouts, no accidents, no hydroplaning. As we were going through uh, northern Ontario, our phones went off and, and said, take cover, take cover immediately. There's a tornado in your area. You need to find cover. And I think, cover where? We're on the road and there's nothing here but trees. And, uh, but as I looked in the mirror, I said, we're okay. We just got, went through that storm. We already went through there and we didn't get it. It didn't get us. We're, we're, it's starting to be sunny now. And uh, so we got through that one. And then, kind of interestingly, coming back in the exact same area, we look and there's this thunderstorm and heavy rain and high wind warning. And uh, we, well, as soon as we see that, we hit it. And it is, again, just pouring. The wind is whipping. And uh, I could see, I said, I think we're just getting the tail end of this. I see sun up ahead. You know, we're going to make it through. And as we got through that, there was hundreds and hundreds of trees that were down across the power lines. Power lines were broken off. Uh, there was no power in the little place called Ignis, and not one branch, not one tree was on that road. And so you might say, oh, what a coincidence that was. Maybe you might say, oh, maybe the luck of the Lord. Maybe God was listening to the prayers of his people, and even we would pray each morning as we would hit the roads that there'd be nothing on the roads, no obstacles, no nothing, and, and God was with us. And we felt a confidence as we were driving that we knew people were praying for us. Actually, the confidence was so great, I was thinking of going a little bit faster, and especially at nighttime, but I refrained from that, and uh, we got through there safely. Prayer matters. Prayer matters. You know when you drive to Edmonton, how often do you see deer on the road? Quite often. 11,000 kilometers, nothing on the road. Now, another occasion was a vision that God gave me about some spiritual warfare that was taking place. Uh, we were stirring up a hornet's nest in the demonic realm. And uh, so God gave us a vision. And the vision started... Not very nice. It kind of started with showing what the enemy was wanting to do. Not just with us, but also with this church. And I could see our church in this vision, and what the enemy was wanting to do. Very vivid. And then the scene switched to people praying. And as I saw that, I saw a very quick flash of all the people I know in our church that are praying people, that I know are praying for us. I quickly saw them. Very quick flash. But then it went to some of the people in our church that I wasn't really expecting that they were still praying for us or praying for this church and praying for this area. And I, I would see those people from this area. And then it went to another area where it was more of a people from heaven, people that have died and gone on to be with the Lord. And they were praying. I was like, well, we even have heaven's attention here. 
that are praying. And then I started seeing a new picture. And it was a new picture over our church. And I saw in that picture, Christopher and I, we were shaking hands. And this whole section here was filled with young adults and the next generation. And that's God's desire to bring in that next generation uh, right here in this place. And again, what did that speak to me? I thought, people are praying. Prayer matters. Our prayers matter. We don't, sometimes we just don't think that just because we're not seeing maybe some of these answers, we're affecting even heavenly realms as we pray. And so it gave me a fresh appreciation of the people that are praying for us and for this church and even the fact that we have heaven's attention. Why do we have heaven's attention? God has something planned for here. Just like Dr. Kimmy was saying about that pastor out of South Africa. Why would he think that? Why would he envision that he just wants to be here because he believes that something big is going to happen here? There are things that God is wanting to do uh, in this church and uh, in this area. But there is a battle that is going on. And we need to recognize there are battles spiritually and physically that will go on. And our response needs to be to pray, to pray. And, and, I, and I believe I'm to tell you that our prayers have a greater effect than what you realize. And I know we don't necessarily always see the results because there's things taking place in the heavenlies that we don't see. But, you know, God is moving. God is touching. And your prayers make a difference. So as we had that, had that vision, I was thinking, then again, here are people right here that are praying. That prayer is making a difference even as we face and even as we stir up hornet nets and, uh, and the spiritual atmospheres, because you are praying, it is making a difference and is bringing about the plan of God instead of the plan of the enemy. So that's a good thing. And then the last occasion of prayer that I've shared was uh, on the last day uh, that we were there in Nova Scotia on the Saturday, last Saturday, and uh, I was preparing to do my nephew's wedding. And that's about two hours uh, further in Cape Breton to Sydney, and where you'd get the boat to go off to Newfoundland. And uh, the wedding was over in that area. And so we decided that, well, we'll change our clothes when we get there, because the wedding wasn't until later on in the afternoon, and we wanted to enjoy some of the scenery and things of that nature. And so we, our plan was to change our clothes at the location of the wedding. Well, when we were about a half an hour out, uh, my sister called me and she said, you know what, we just got this room at this motel and it's only 15 minutes away from where the wedding is. Why don't you just stop by here and change your clothes here? And so sounds like a good idea. And so we drove into that motel and um, I knew which room they were in, but it was one of those kind of long uh, motel single rooms. And so I didn't want to park in front of a, another room because I knew other people were going to be coming from the wedding and renting that place. So I went to the farthest end, to my wife's delight, and uh, you know, parked the furthest away. And as I did that, there was another car that was there, and a gentleman was kind of looking at us as we get out. And as we left, I went over to talk to my sister. Uh, I could see that he was checking my car out, and he was walking all around it and checking it all out. And... As we walked back to, to get, get my suit and that and get his dress, uh, he came over to talk to us. And uh, 
Because I says, I see you have Alberta plates. Where are you from? And I said, oh, you, you probably wouldn't know where this is. I said, it's a town called St. Paul, about two hours northeast of Edmonton. And he started to laugh. He says, I'm from the leg. <laughs> and so anyways, the conversation goes on. He starts talking about that. Uh, my wife is not doing well. Uh, we've been in the hospital last night for six hours. And uh, we still didn't get to see the doctor. And we're just about to go on our way back. Uh, to see if we could see the doctor, because she's in a lot of pain right now. And um, anyway, as they were in their car, and they were starting to back out, they suddenly stopped, and the husband got out, and he came around, because I'd already told him I was a pastor uh, here at Bethel, and uh, they said, oh, well, we know Pat Mahi. We're good friends with Pat Mahi. And uh, anyway, he, he came out and said, could you pray for my wife? Sure. And I just hopped in that van, and we prayed over her, and uh, haven't heard back of how that prayer affected them or how that prayer worked. Uh, but I just got thinking after I said, God, there's obviously something you're wanting to do in our area. That you would cause somebody from our own area to have, you know, imagine all the things that would have to come in line. Like that's way more than a coincidence that we would happen to stop, go to the furthest place to see them, to be able to pray for them, to talk to them. You know, that's what God's doing. But it's because he wants us to pray. And that's what I felt afterwards as I was just kind of rejoicing that. I just kind of felt the Lord say, listen, I just want you to pray. You don't, you don't need to worry about, you know, all the wisdom and the knowledge and the opinions and the ideas uh, that, you know, you're to say, I just want you to pray for people. Just pray for people. Pray for people. And friends, I really believe God is saying that to that, that, you know, we need to pray for people. We need to pray for people. You know, uh, a lot of times when we pray for people, it's just kind of natural out of us. Like we kind of give advice if they tell us what it's really for, you know, we'll give advice or give them some guidance, you know. And I think the Lord just reminds you, know, you don't need to do that. Just pray. Just pray. They're looking for you. To pray, And I really believe that in our community, in our area, there's a whole lot more people out there that are looking for somebody just simply to pray for them. They're not looking for big answers. They're not looking for, you know, your, your counsel and your wisdom. They just want you to pray for them. So those were some of the encounters where I just found myself thinking, you know, that God is doing more through our prayers than what we think. And he's still calling us and wanting us to pray, especially for others. And there's a lot of needs, let me tell you, all around us. Uh, even as I got back to town, the prayer requests just start rolling in. Family facing a spiritual attack, a person on their way to the hospital in pain, person in a car accident, a young family who just lost a three-month-old baby. Man, like, that was just pouring in Thursday. And there's no shortage of people in need of prayer. So as, as I was praying, God, what do you want me to talk about on Sunday? Was, you, you probably responded, hey, that's kind of a dumb thing, Pastor. God was already showing you, you know, what you should be talking about. And so, yeah, I came back to that part about prayer, that your prayers matter. You're doing more in the kingdom of God than what you realize when you pray. You're more important in the kingdom than what you really think. And just because maybe you're not seeing some of the things that you've been asking for, there's a battle that's going on. 
And uh, your prayers are making a difference. And God's calling us, keep praying. Keep praying. And I'm just going to mention just a few areas about prayer and uh, hopefully just to keep encouraging you in that area. But anyway, from the passage we responded and opened up with here in the book of James, chapter 5, we can clearly see that as believers, we are called to be praying for others. And we're called to be praying for others who are experiencing trauma in their lives. And so as a church, we need to be a church who will pray for people who are going through various areas of trauma. James chapter 5, 13 to 14. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. You know, there's a lot of people experiencing hardship across our nation. We drove across the nation. We heard lots of stories, lots of situations as we talked uh, with various people and, and relatives and so forth. But there's a lot of things happening right here in our own area. And so if you know of people that are facing a hardship, pray for them. Pray for them. If you know people that are facing a sickness, so many people are cancer. Like, man, it's rampant right now, it seems. You're called to pray for them. James 5 goes on to talk to us that when we're facing struggles with sin, oh, we want to keep that hidden. We don't want to tell people that we're struggling well, it says you're to pray. If you're facing weather disruptions, we're to pray. Think of the fires, the droughts, the floods that are happening around our world. God says your response needs to be to pray. We need to be praying. Even when we think of one another, our prayers are to be extended towards one another in this place. As we look around us today and see the various people in this place, we're to be praying for one another. We, we had uh, opportunity to be praying, I think, I think it was Thursday, and it was a group chat. There was numbers of people that were put in the group chat, can you pray for this particular situation? And I was really blessed as I saw those people in that chat all responding, saying, oh, yes, I'm praying, and asking, well, how are they doing now? I said, yes, that's exactly what we need to be doing, praying for one another. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other, so you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And I know the enemy probably just threw that in your mind right now and said, well, I'm, I'm not very righteous, I'm not very good, so I'm, I'm probably excluded out of there. No, your prayers matter. Your prayers matter. And God is calling us to continue to pray. Keep praying as prayer is the answer to all the trauma that is happening in our world, all the trauma that's happening in our nation, all the trauma that's happening even with these natural disasters uh, that we're seeing take place. The answer is if my people will pray and humble themselves and pray. Then secondly, we're called to pray with fresh devotion, fresh seriousness, commitment. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 makes it really clear. Never stop praying. You know, if we can't really get a clearer message than that, don't stop praying. Pray without ceasing. 
you know, it's one of the most important things that we all can do as believers and that we need to keep doing. Pray. Your prayers matter. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. It's a really clear uh, message throughout the Bible that we're called to keep praying, to be faithful in prayer, to be devoted to prayer all of our Christian life. We're called to keep praying, to get devoted to, get back to that place where prayer is important in our lives again. And we become passionate about praying for one another, praying for our communities, praying for our nation, praying for our world. Let nothing interfere or stop it. It's very important that we all pray and keep praying. And so we may we have a fresh devotion and seriousness to put that prayer back to where it should be. And then thirdly, we're called to pray with persistence. You know, far too often we give up or only uh, participate in prayer casually with a little effort. You know, God calls us to pray with persistence. You know, we're not to give up. You know, we're to keep on praying with determination. You know, just say, yeah, I'm praying for you. Maybe check back with the person. How are they doing? Any change? Any difference? Be persistent. I like the story of the persistent widow in Luke 18 in the Bible, where it talks about this widow who kept coming before the judge seeking justice. And the Bible tells that eventually, because she kept coming back and coming back, she wore him out. And the judge gave her the just decision that she was looking for. And Jesus says, you know, he tells that we should be doing the very same thing. Keep coming back and back and back and back until that prayer is answered. Luke 18, 6 to 7 says, Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think... God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? We're, to ask, we're asked to be persistent. Day and night, keep asking. Don't give up. He speaks about this. Jesus speaks about this again in Matthew chapter 7 as he was teaching on prayer. Matthew 7, 7 and 8, it says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. God is calling us to be persistent in our prayer. Don't allow discouragement to push you away, but rather become more and more determined to pray, to ask, to seek, to knock, to say, devil, you are not, you're not going to win this. You're not going to win this. I am going to pray. God wants to see that, you know, what we're asking for, that we really want, that he wants to see that we really want what we're asking for. And he's a good father, the Bible says, and a good father loves to give good gifts to his children. So there's a favor there that we can tap into as we are persistent in our prayers. So keep praying. God is calling us to be persistent in our prayers. And then lastly, we're called to pray with, heaven in mind, or the heavenly in mind. You know, heaven is much more involved in the affairs of our life, in the affairs of our world, than what we really think. And heaven is working with us to see the things 
that we are praying for to come to pass. You know, often we kind of forget that there is a spiritual warfare that takes place in spiritual realms that affects the physical realm that we live in. Ephesians 6, 12, good description of that, says, For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. There's an interference that is uh, constantly happening even while your prayers are being prayed. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he speaks to us and tells us that we need to be aware of the spiritual activity that is going on around us and concludes by saying, this is what you need to do. He says in Ephesians 6.18, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Our response to the spiritual interferences that are happening in our world is to pray. It's to pray. Again, it's not to give our opinions. It's not, you know, give our statements. No, it's to pray. Recognizing that our prayers have power not just in a physical realm, but they also have power in a spiritual realm. You know, a really good description of that interference that happens as we pray is, is found in the, the book of Daniel. Very clear picture. And listen to what it says when Daniel was praying to God. And, and the messenger said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, 12 to 13 says, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. So when you pray, that request does get heard. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And so it's telling us that as we pray, and sometimes you don't get that answer as quick as what you think you should, that we need to realize there's a spiritual battle that is taking place. There is a real enemy, there is a real devil, there are real demons that will work to try to destroy everything that God wants to happen or to take place. But what makes the difference? Your prayers make the difference. I go back to that vision that I had where the Lord was showing me what the devil and what the enemy and these spirits were trying to do uh, to us and even to this church. But in between that was prayer. And because of the prayer, I got to see what God wants to do. And because you will pray, we will get to see what God wants instead of what the enemy wants. But we got to battle. We got to fight for it. Uh, we we got to keep on praying that we might see that which God is desiring to do in our midst. And I really believe God want, is wanting to do something in this church and this area and this region uh, to me, I kind of looked like, just take a look at where the devil is really active. You may not realize it, but right now in Alberta, we are the most violent and the most crimes are taking place right here in this Lakeland region. That kind of tells me that the devil knows something's up. Something good is coming. And so he's really fighting savagely. And you've been going through things in your own lives where you're just like, man, these battles are just so tough. 
There's a reason for that because something good is coming your way. And I believe it's very, very near. There are activities in heavenly realms that take place every day. But again, it's our prayers that can affect that heavenly realm and that the Bible says that heaven is very attentive to all of our prayers. And I think as we start to pray together, it even becomes more effective where those prayers, you know, they just start streaming up there. And the Bible actually talks about that our prayers, that they fill a bowl in heaven. And as that bowl gets filled and spilled over, things start to happen. And so, you know, like, it's great that you pray as an individual. It's a whole lot greater when we pray as everybody prays. It fills those bowls. The Bible talks about that in Revelation chapter 8, 3 and 4. It talks about then another angel. This is a scene in heaven. And another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. You know, we, we don't do special offerings anymore as, uh, you know, burning things and burning animals. But one of your ways of an offering today is through prayer. And it says, The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Our prayers gets heaven involved. And we need to realize that, that as we're praying, heaven gets involved because it's responding. And the more we pray, well, it fills up and there's a bowl that holds our prayers and it's going to spill over. I believe we're at that place where it's starting to spill, but it's going to be totally turned over as we continue to pray and that gets poured out. Heaven's involvement in our lives is real. God has sent us angels to help us in the struggles and the battles of life. Uh, they respond to our prayers. Our, our prayers get heaven moving. Uh, we even have a great cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us who cheer us on. So as we pray, think about that. You know what? We have heaven's involvement as well. There's a spiritual realm that gets activated when we pray. You know, and you think about it, even in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples, say, this is how you should pray. Matthew 6, 10 says, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to be praying that, that the things of heaven would come down here on earth and that the things that God desires to take place here on earth will actually happen and take place. So we're to be involved in that. That's supposed to be part of our prayer. So we are called to pray. And as we pray, keep that in your mind, that you're stirring up heaven to respond to the very needs that are all around us today. Now I know as we conclude here this morning, we could talk a whole lot more about prayer and its importance. But I just felt to remind you that we just need to pray. We just need to pray. We don't have to have all the fancy words. Uh, we don't have, all, have to have all the fancy answers. Uh, we don't have to give our opinions. God just say to us, just pray. If there's an opportunity to pray, pray. Just do that. Just do that. Because when you pray, it doesn't just affect a, spirit, a physical realm, but it's affecting a spiritual realm. We need to keep praying. And I really believe that God is calling all believers back to the importance and priority of prayer. Prayer works. Prayer does change things. So let us pray. Let's pray about 
the trauma people are experiencing. Lots of trauma, all kinds of areas where people are experiencing trauma in their lives today. Let us pray. Let us pray for one another. You know what? God has you in this place for a reason. It's not just to enjoy a service. It's to be praying for one another, lifting up one another, encouraging one another. We're to pray with a fresh devotion and persistence in our lives and to keep the fact that, you know, there is a spiritual battle that is taking place. We need to get into the battle and keep praying for heaven's involvement. Our prayers matter. Keep praying. Don't give up. I really believe that we're at that place to tip that bowl over in heaven where it's going to usher in the kingdom of God. He's calling us to pray, I believe, more than ever before. So may we respond with a resounding yes that, yes, Lord, I will pray. I will make it a priority in my life again. Now, if you're online today and uh, maybe there's some drama that you were going through in your lives and trauma that is happening, uh, why don't you just uh, send us a message? You can message us or you can just even put it in the comments uh, for us to pray for you and we'd be very happy and glad uh, to pray for you. Or you can call our church and uh, through the week, and we'd be very happy to pray for you there as well. So if you're doing that, I encourage you to just look out to that, and we'd be very happy to pray with you. But as we conclude this service here this morning, we also like to give you who are here that opportunity. If you want prayer, it uh, doesn't have to. It can be for any reason. We would like to pray with you. We really would.